When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jess, I am still trying to crack the case of my senior prank from 15 years ago. And I'm nearly there. I've nearly solved the whole case. It's another case for the Detective Babysitter's Club. That's why we're here today to solve the case of the usual suspects, but we Mm. can't do this alone. No, here's the thing. We're professional detective babysitters. However, Mm -hmm. we need um, the football coach, the guidance counselor, um, somebody who also owns a fish restaurant. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that might be on Mitch Leary's resume. But dog owner, dog dog Dog. owner. He doesn't have a dog. I could have a dog. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the podcast, Todd. Todd, how are you? I'm good, and thank you for inviting me to this strange and eclectic Hamlet that is shit. Ninety shows taught me. Uh, <laughs> it's it it truly is an experience, but I'm honored to have you here, Todd. Yeah, long overdue. Um, the the th- what is it? Okay, wait. The tricycle. It's a tricycle. If okay, if in one indescribable podcast was a tricycle we've already had two of the wheels of the tricycle on the podcast lindy and adam so todd you're overdue to get on this podcast yes that's a perfect analogy thank you it it. took me like three minutes to say it but we did finally get there i would say that the indescribable (laughs) podcast crew was like pokemon cards and we had to collect them all gotta catch us all yep and we did (laughs) which one would you would you be like a water a fire or earth is it earth is that what what's what's bulbasaur yeah land 
I'm not sure. I was never a big Pokemon person, but I'd probably be closer to Earth because I wear lots of Earth tones. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You're forgetting about yeah. lightning, isn't or electricity. Well, isn't no, but the three main Pikachu? ones. Yeah, but he's not like there's the you when you played Pokemon, you started with either Charmander for fire, right. Squirtle for water, or Bulbasaur for like, I don't know, earth or grass or something. Who cares? Well, I just <laughs> you asked. You know who doesn't care? Molly. Molly who the doesn't hell care. Is Molly? Molly's the star of the show. Is she the dog? No, she's the girl, the little girl. Who the hell is Molly? The soccer the girl, player. Mini, oh, mini that's Jan, you know. See, I just ignore when children have names, to be honest. Who cares? She is who pretty cares? good. Though. Yeah, she's not that cares? bad. But yeah, we're here to talk season four, episode eight of the usual suspects of Dawson's Creek. Todd, tell us a little bit about Dawson's Creek because you you watched it when it was on, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a day one watcher of Dawson, uh, despite not really being in the target demographics uh, at the time even. But even so, I was a sucker for WB shows like Angel and Buffy, mm-hmm. you know, but also Felicity, Dawson, uh, Everwood, all that stuff. <gasps> Everwood! Yes! Uh, love What's Everwood. Up Everwood? So I'm trying to remember what Everwood was. Everwood was the one where the dad was a doctor. They moved to a small town called Everwood, and there was, like, a boy, and he was in love with a girl, and her boyfriend had, like, not died. What he happened? was in a coma. Colin, was, a coma. Colin was in a coma. And Ephraim was the name of like the surly son, the piano yes. prodigy, and they moved there because the mom yes. died. I and... bet you that people named their children Ephraim, like because of Everwood after that. Don't you think? Even though it's a weird name. Possibly. Wouldn't surprise me. It was Sarah it was does a not great look like show. I don't... It was a good show. I remember the name more than the show <gasps> itself. I can't Sarah... remember. Do you remember who was on, who got their start on that show? You know, I really can't make one single guess. Chris Pratt. Oh. He sucks now, but he was on, he was on everyone. Yeah. He played like a really like jerky jock character oh you know what initially but then his character is like like a a big growth arc and his girlfriend like the original girlfriend on the show played by sarah drew was like one of my all-time favorite yeah gosh that show was good i remember i actually looked that show up not long ago todd because i was like is this a 90s show but no it's 2000s it's early 2000s so unfortunately Uh, misses the the but yeah, anyway i was all about the wb shows and the teen dramas uh so I uh, I watched it from beginning to end. Towards the end, it was a little bit more hate watching for me, maybe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I worked at a university, and I was just like fresh out of college, working at this mm-hmm. university, and so I wasn't too much older than most like the student workers that worked in the office with us. And so a group of us would like get together to watch Dawson and have like little watch parties to like make fun of make fun of Dawson and all. And I remember before, like, one of the season finales, like, we were going to have, like, a, a big, big watch party. And I, I made a little poem, kind of, like, to the the style of, like, that, you know, the mother poem, like, Emma's for the many ways. Oh, yes. That yes. type of thing. All I can remember is it started off, D is for the dumbass things you say. And uh, it ended with me <laughs> wanting to kick Dawson down the stairs. That's all I really remember from the poem. I could have, I looked for, I searched. I do not have a trace of that poem anywhere online, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, so, Missed yeah. opportunities for us all. 
I know. I'm very <laughs> sad that there's no no trace of that anymore. But yeah, no, I watched it all live. But this episode was the first time I have rewatched an episode of Dawson since the show ended 19 years ago. Oh my gosh, what so, was what was your was experience rewatching it, it? Yeah, it was quite a trip. You know, it's like I've forgotten just how 90s it was. Mm -hmm. I think in like every every aspect, not just like the clothing and references, but also just the production design, the way it was filmed, the way people acted, their dialogue, everything was just so 90s at heart. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it was like a big nostalgia thing. So it's one of those things like, you know, I watched the whole series and I remembered like big plot strips. Like it's kind of like you, Jess, like I remember yeah. some stuff of it, but not a lot of the fine details. That's so. how I was too, Todd. Like last episode, like Andy was last was Andy's last episode. I knew she wasn't on for the entire series. Like I knew she left at one point. I just could not pinpoint in my brain like where in the timeline of Dawson's Creek that was. So it snuck up on me in like a major way that that even happened. And watching this episode, like I I I vaguely remember there being, but I didn't. At the, when I first watched the show, when I first watched this episode, I had not seen the unusual suspects. I had no idea like what they were referencing. I have now since seen the unusual suspects. And so I know exactly what they're parodying here. Um, but yeah, this, this episode, I know Todd, you had said that you kind of picked this episode because it's kind of like a, like a one-off. It doesn't necessarily need the like connecting storylines around it. Which I could see, but Sarah, we finally have, I mean, it's revealed at the end, but we finally have like Dawson and, and Pacey are like kind of playing nice for the first time in a while. Yeah, I really like how the episode ultimately ended. I honestly don't know if I was feeling it until the big reveal that Pacey, Dawson, and Jack all worked on the senior prank together. And then I was like, oh i like that they're all working together and they're playing nice and yeah they, they have this like secret bond between them and i really liked that aspect of it but it's nice to see that the boys are playing nice things are not 100 back together but we're actually talking about our feelings in this episode which was mm -hmm. really enjoyable and nice and a refreshing change um but all in all, like, I, you know, this is our third, I, I, this show really does love these, like, serialized episodes where once a year we have kind of like a mystery episode. So the yes. first one being the whole Abby Morgan who had sex mystery. Last Such a good year, one. Which is the best, which is the, best, is the best one. one. Mm -hmm. Last year, uh, last season, we had another mystery well the first i think the first one was the missing serial killer remember and they oh. had like the scary stuff in dawson's house yes how can i forget that <laughs> that one was such a trash basket i hated that episode i'm trying so to remember what last year's mystery episode uh was but i can't really recall all i know is that i remember saying it wasn't as good as the abby morgan one nothing is ever as good as anything abby morgan does <laughs> no never so um i you know i was expecting it 
uh, to to come along when I heard the episode title. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, the, the other thought that I had was, it was funny because in the last episode, we mentioned uh, Andy missing the senior prank. Mm-hmm. And I thought that mm-hmm. it was funny that this episode was surrounding around a senior prank. Um, mm-hmm. Jessica, was a senior prank a big thing when you went to high school? No, I mean... They like, I feel like all the classes kind of like half assed it. I think I mentioned this on the Boy Meets World podcast, but like, uh, my senior class, I didn't participate. They took like plastic forks, also terrible for the environment, and wrote, We have this big hill behind the high school. Um, and they stuck forks in the grass to spell out like stick a fork in us we're done or something oh, like that. oh wow that you really you guys really shot them yeah <laughs> yeah so stupid i don't know todd did you ever participate in any senior pranks oh even if there had been a senior prank i probably wouldn't have participated because i was a goody two shoes mm-hmm. but uh no there Can't were relate. no senior pranks uh at my school that wasn't really a tradition there was like senior skip day yeah, like, yeah. The seniors just would not show up uh most of the time but there was no sort of prank uh, at all. Like the yeah. closest I know, and not, not my class, like the class uh, above mine, like it was like this really close knit class. And again, so I went to a very small school. Like I had 29 people in my graduating class. Twenty nine. So, Twenty nine people. That's the, the average funny... size of a like a class, like a like a classroom. Yeah. So it's funny because I was listening to a uh, one of your pod podcast and you're talking about how big is cape side i think sarah's like it's like like 25 kids they're like oh no their school is much their class is much bigger and a school with like 20 <laughs> a school with like only 25 kids in their class would not have a swimming pool that's not gonna happen yeah, <laughs> swimming pool seemed a little suspicious i'm not gonna lie but but yeah, yeah. The, the class above mine is like really close knit and like a whole bunch of them like not like we're at a uh, one of their houses for uh a slumber party and they decided to come and a uh, basically I lived out in the country. My mom was a teacher. This slumber party was like a mile away from a, uh, our house and another house in the country. And all these seniors came and woke us up in the middle of the night, a uh, standing outside a uh, singing the school song at the top of the lungs. My mom, my mom made every class learn the school song. That was like, no, my mom, my mom grew up going to the school. And oh. she went away, came back as a teacher, and like no one knew the school song anymore. And my oh, mom, so she like, was that's like, not really, going to stand. Yeah. So like, so freshman English, everyone, it was a test. You got tested. You learned the school song, got tested. Oh my god! And she, but it was just, it became a thing again, you know. And she would like, a, she was like a cheerleader, cheerleading sponsor. And so in between on game days, in between classes, she and the cheerleaders would stand in the halls and like lead everyone in the school song and everything. So. Yeah, but that's like the closest, like a, a senior prank that I'm aware of. Is them just like coming and waking us up at three in the morning, sitting outside, like singing the school song. That's a cute. Moms. That's a cute, like harmless prank. Very yeah. fraternity. Yeah, yeah. There Love was it. tons of mumblings of senior pranks when I was a senior, and for as much rumor as what was coming, nothing really came into fruition. I know mm-hmm. on our graduation day. Uh, somebody had tied balloons in a hard to reach place um, for our graduation. And that was told to be the, the rumor of the senior prank and they were uh, like penis balloons. So uh, yeah, there you go. They, we, we, we got them. We got them <laughs> for sure. 
<laughs> Nothing compared to the the old boat in the swimming pool trick. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get into it because I have I have some harsh words for some people this episode. Oh. I mean, what else but I have harsh oh. words. Anyway, All right. Lay start it on off us. in the school hallway. Um, and everybody gets summoned to the pool. Everybody, the swimming pool, you need to see what they did. Um, and so the principal comes in, he says, That's my boat. And my dog. And his boat is in the middle of the swimming pool with his dog standing on it. And everyone is just like, what the heck? Like, what? what is going on here? Um, and I think the dog's name is Chester, um, which is a kind of a cute dog name. Um, and so the dog just, like, comes over to Jack. And the principal's immediately like, do you know that dog, Mr. McPhee? It's just like, it's a fucking dog. Like, calm your ass down. The dog just wants pets, principal. Even though, I mean, I guess Jack was involved, but still. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, the PA announcement saying, okay, we need the following students to prin- principal Peskins. Jack McPhee, whoever Zach Estrin is, Dawson Leary, Dave Bussman, and Pacey Witter. And so then we get, like, obviously this is a, a parody of uh, the us- unusual suspects, but, like, the interrogation fucking kills me because it's the principal, and it's, like, in a very, like, you know, dark room with, like, one light over it. Mm-hmm. It's the principal fucking Mitch. Todd, why is the football coach slash maybe guidance counselor slash substitute teacher, why the fuck is he here? What is happening? I'm guessing the guidance counselor thing, if he is back in that role now after the rotating guidance counselors, if he is back in that role, I guess maybe that's why. I don't know. Other than to have him just be there as the, oh, by the way, Dawson, I know about your pact. Oh, by the way, you yeah. know, just being like the one who like speaks towards that sort of stuff. Um, my bigger question is, who are Zach and Dave, and why were they called to the office? And then <laughs> why did they even go through the motions of calling them? Because immediately the first thing we hear is the principal saying, "All right, Mr. McPhee, you're I. We've noted down to you, to you as one of three suspects. Yeah. But what about Zach and Dave? You know, why were they even like? Why do you even see that if they were already had it narrowed down to three suspects? It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. We what is see, it about the hall with them? And it's yeah. by the way." was two black kids, which just felt very strange to have the only other people called out of a yeah. uh, class as suspects being, especially at a school that's not really known for having people of color. Oh, the diversity felt, is very yeah, yeah, low. It, it felt really that. like icky to have those other two kids being called out. Yeah. For, like, Shame on you, like, Cape Side Eye. Ooh, that, that was bad. That was bad. But yeah, I have no idea why Mitch is there other than to just have <laughs> just, Mitch there. <laughs> his arms fucking crossed the entire time he does nothing he provides nothing um and so yeah they're getting they're getting questioned and so yeah so they're down to three suspects and i i love this sarah where the prince the principal uh, first of all this interrogation seems like it shouldn't be happening like i feel like this seems for some reason this seems like immoral or like wrong and he's like I feel like he's threatening Pacey, Sarah. He's like, there's an easy way to do this, and there's a hard way. Like, he's some kind of fucking sheriff in a one-horse town. Well, obviously, this principal gone to his high horse and thinks that he is some sort of film noir detective, and he yeah. is determined to crack this case with his trusty assistant, Mitch Leary. Mitch, Mitch the Big Fish Leary. 
I and the two of them are just ready to crack this case, mm-hmm. and he's very determined. Now, the funny thing is, is that besides Rick and Dave or whoever this other two kids were, he found exactly the correct suspects in a matter of minutes, but he's talked himself out of solving the case. Well, and it's all because Mitch is the fucking rat because Mitch, because Mitch is the one who's like, well, you know why we're here, here, right? You know what you did, why you're here. And it's just like, it's because he's like, well, you know that you, so he says to like Dawson, like you have my keys because I have master keys to the school because obviously all football coaches need master keys to the school. Um, (laughs) And so obviously you have access. Um, And I love Jack is just like, oh, I'm here because the dog fingered me. Like the dog pointed to my, in my direction. And so suddenly I'm in here. (laughs) Um. And yeah, and the principal apparently says Pacey is on the list of um, suspects here because everyone knows the sad fate of the late vessel True Love. Uh, So he had access to the marine storage facility and a yacht club where the principal's boat was at the at the time of its boat napping. Like, Todd, this guy thinks he's so cool. This principal. Yeah, he has watched. He he accuses Mitch of not watching enough uh, Poirot on Andy. He's watched way too much Poirot on Andy. <laughs> yes. He's watched way too many uh, detective shows, and which is funny because there are tons of references to different TV shows, detective shows, and movies and things throughout this episode. Like the thing that kept jumping at me that I mean I'd forgotten just how pop culture laden the dialogue on yeah. Boston Creek was, and they just re- they call out so many different things. And Poirot is the only one that he mentions, but he's not doing Poirot at all. I, like Sarah said, he's definitely very much like hard-boiled detective trying to get in there, trying to intimidate them. Trying Maybe to... that's why. Maybe he was like, Mitch, you're going to be good cop. I'll be bad cop. Maybe that's yeah. why he needed a second, you know, just to be able to bounce off of someone. More than likely. Yeah. And so... Um, and then he says, we, we cut back to Jack. So this whole, like all these scenes are kind of intermingled between the different suspects. Um, and he says, Chester was taken sometime between 10 in the morning when my wife let him out after breakfast and she realized he was gone at noon. So you have to tell us where you were and who you were with yesterday morning. Um, and so then of course the show takes us through like each person's day. And so, uh, Jack wakes up Jen and he's just, he says, listen, I found out what you could do. I talked. So apparently Jack, a student, went to the guidance counselor's office and was like, hey, you know that girl, Jen Lindley, who has community service? Instead of her picking up trash, you should just let her like dick around with me on a soccer field. Right, Sarah? Like, sounds great. I just think that anybody can be a soccer coach. That's what I've learned in all of this. (laughs) I can go down to my local field and just, as you know, I'm across the street from a school and oftentimes there are children having soccer games. I can go down there on Saturday morning and say, hello, I am here to coach your children and they will let me on the field. Uh, not mm-hmm. according to uh, militant parent Gus Weiner, you're you're not because I, I think we'll <laughs> see from him later on that he does not think that just anyone can coach. I something. have words for him too. Like there are going to be so many people that I'm ripping a new one today. Yeah. I can't I, wait. 
I looked him up on IMDb and saw his the character's last name was Wiener. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't. So appropriate. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah so you so cannot deny. He's a dick. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. So then Jen is like, wait, what? And they said, providing that kind of guidance for a kid is exactly the kind of rehabilitating activity that your kind needs in order to mend her evil ways. <laughs> and I love Jen calling herself out by being like, I am not qualified to teach like young minds. Like that is not what I'm, you know, supposed to be doing. But Jack says, well, Andy's gone. So I need someone else. Um, and apparently his star goalie broke his leg trying to jump off the roof of his house into his swimming pool. Hey, that what? sounds like a really fun summer. What a moron. Who does that? I feel like a lot of people do that, Jess. Oh, I just called a lot of people morons. This <laughs> seems so dangerous. Yeah, it's like it's super dangerous. But what else do you have to do when you're a teenager and you have a swimming He's pool? He's a child. Even who was even watching this kid? I feel like when not you're a Mr. kid and you're Wiener. in the pool, that's <laughs> not Mr. Wiener. Mr. No, Todd, right? Am I right? When you're a kid and you're swimming, it's like, okay, if your parent has to go inside, it's like everybody out of the pool. You're not allowed to be in the pool without parent supervision. Yeah, I uh, pretty much from what I remember. Of course, I only went to the pool, like the actual, like, didn't really have a pool at our house or in my friend's houses. So our pools are always like like the Public city ones. pool, the com yeah. community pool type thing. So Gosh, the community pool era of my life was really something else. It was either sublime where you would go to the snack bar, get your like Sonic the Hedgehog ice cream, lay out, and then you would be in the pool. And then it would either be two things. One, they would call for adults swim and everybody would like moan, be like, oh, adult swim. Or two, there would be the number two in the pool and then you'd have to get out of the pool Ew! and that's what happens at the public pool why do wow. people poop in pools high highs and low lows and that's why you need your own pub uh private pool well we had very different public pool experiences i'll just say that <laughs> yeah um, yeah and i'm very thankful that mine was very different from <laughs> well i guess the no children of new jersey pool. can't chill <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they do call it the armpit of America, but <laughs> they haven't spoken uh, about the pool situation. Uh, and so Jack says, all right, you need to come with me. And he's like, she's like, all right, fine, fine, fine. Um, and Jack did bring flowers for Grams, which is so sweet. Um, and so Jack's like, okay, I'll be back at 1245. She's, she asks, where is he going? And he says, oh, I have to meet Yui at the hardware store. And this was hear, very suspicious. It is. And we hear this specific line many times this episode. He says, it's a long story. It's a karma thing, which I like. I do like that the show dropped hints along the way. Like, Todd, this is one of those episodes that's really fun on a rewatch, because if you already know the ending, you can spot the clues along the way. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, I again, it's been like 20 years since I've seen this episode. So I have mm -hmm. no idea like at what point in the episode I figured out what was going on or if yeah. I did or if it happened in, in the reveal. Cause I'm, I'm not usually someone who likes to try to figure out mystery type. Thing. I like to just like be surprised over me and experience them. So I'm not someone who like watches them and looks for the clues and tries to figure it out. But I feel yeah. like this episode towards like the third time that line gets dropped, at least even by the second line, based on, on this, yeah. like, okay, by the second line, like, okay, there's something 
fishy going on here for mm-hmm. sure because two people just use the, the line karma and that's just like mm-hmm. a really weird thing to do and also yeah. just in respect to like being nice to to yui which could be a kind of oh well you know we're trying to be nice to him to earn good karma for ourselves. you i guess that's how it could have been taken yeah instead of the way they're really meaning it but uh, like after everything he's done i just don't feel like anybody's being nice to yui you know so it is kind of sus from the beginning oh a hundred percent yeah so um then we're back in the principal's office and uh and the principal's like you need to tell me every single thing you did yesterday to pacey and so we see, and this is also pretty suspect. He is outside of the Capeside police station. Him and Joey are like making out as always. I feel like anytime we start a scene with Joey and Pacey, they're making out to begin with. <laughs> Stop. That's all they got. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so Joey says, uh, Pacey, for five years, your brother has been nagging you about spending a day with him observing police uh, policies. And you've always told him to stick it. Then all of a sudden, you take a meaningless career aptitude test, and suddenly you're watching the lost episodes of Cop Rock and taking him up on his dubious offer. And it's just like, yeah, it just feels very strange that all of a sudden he wants to hang out with Dougie, Sarah. Like, this is very unusual for Pacey. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I know that he got the career aptitude test, and they did mention that. Uh, a handful of episodes ago that mm-hmm. his career aptitude test told him that he should be in law enforcement. So I was a little, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, okay, this is interesting. But then again, I was like, sure, why not? He Did your is... school have career aptitude tests? Uh, no, I, I didn't never either. Taken, I've never taken a career aptitude test. Oh, me neither. No. Todd, have you ever taken one? No. I feel like this uh, is a myth. Uh, I think like plus we took, we took like the ASVAB, which it kind of like is a little has a little bit of that like skills that might be related, but it's not like an actual, a uh, you know career aptitude thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm, I know I've I've talked to people at some point who have done that sort of thing, but never anything that I've done. This just feels like a myth that like sitcoms and uh, like dramas like this like to have in their shows. Um, so yeah, so then him and Dougie leave. Uh, and then they start to question Dawson about his whereabouts yesterday. Uh, and Mitch says, when I woke up yesterday morning, you weren't there. Uh, and Dawson says, which proves that I kidnapped Chester. Are you guys working this whole NYPD angle a little hard? Yeah. I feel NYPD bad at this. blue angle. It's yeah. Another, another TV show reference there. <laughs> Along with Cop Rock, a very, like, super popular and timely reference, I'm sure. Yeah. I didn't know what Cop Rock was. Cop Rock was a very short-lived a uh, TV show that was a police procedural and a musical. Oh was, my! Yes. <laughs> oh it, wow! What a combo! Yeah, it was. It was quite something. It was. It was quite. Something. It had and one this, season. Yeah, and not the one of the reasons why I picked, uh, Joey says like lots of episodes. I'm pretty sure not even every episode actually aired. I think it's one of those that they produced more than actually aired. It did That's not last long. Hilarious! It had 11 episodes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, that uh, must have sucked hard. I, it has a 4.3 on IMDb. Yeah. I own the DVDs. But, why? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you were so panicked in the day that you're never going to find something to watch ever again. But do you want to just... watch this more than once? 
Uh, I mean, uh, we collected well, everything back in the day. I mean, at a certain point, it's the only way to watch it, because who's putting this on their streaming service first? Oh my all? god, the top review of Cop Rock says, in the subject line is, 20th anniversary of Cop Rock. Demand it on DVD now. <laughs> Cop Rock is an Emmy Award winning American television series that aired on ABC. What? Uh, Emmy Award winning? Um, I'm very curious what? what Emmy. I mean, I could see it winning a song like uh, like best original song type thing. One two songs... prime time enemies. It says it was a winner for outstanding achievement in music and lyrics for the pilot episode and outstanding outstanding editing for a series single camera camera production for the pilot episode. Yeah, got I nominated for three others. I can see that. I can like on the production side of things, I could definitely see because it was not like it wasn't like a badly put together show. It was just like a really bizarre idea for a show. Wow. But no, I mean, you know, I, I love musicals. I love weird, bizarre niche entertainment. And this is like the most weird, bizarre niche musical entertainment you could get practically. So, yeah. Wow. Whenever I found the DVDs on sale. I'm like, oh, I, I got to own Cop Rock. I mean, come on. I just, I, I almost want to see it now. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Dawson says, well, mom gave me a ride. And so, Gail drops him off at none other than crotchety old Mr. Brooks' house, Sarah. Uh, and she does drop a little clue here. She says, I need you to find the keys to your dad's car. I know you lost them. Uh -oh. This will come back to play. Yeah. Um, and Dawson says, no, I had them. I had them here last night. I went to the movies and I took them with me. I think Gail's like, whatever, find them before he realizes they're gone. So then Mr. Brooks comes out and Sarah, like, okay. Friend of the podcast, Tom Palmer guest on the podcast, Tom Palmer. He loves Mr. Brooks. Why? Mm -hmm. That's my question. Why? I think that if you were to love Mr. Brooks, I think that maybe it came out in this episode. Mr. Brooks is what Dawson could be in whatever, like 30, 40 years or whatever, because if he continues to be jaded and, you know, pessimistic and whatever. So I think that Mr. Brooks is a reflection of himself. He's kind of like the ghost of future to come or whatever from that, from, <laughs> you know, future. Yeah. From, from the Grinch. <laughs> no, not the Grinch. From the Grinch, the yeah. ghost of future to come from the Grinch. Yeah. It's just like that. Sarah, this is like the time yeah. that you were like, <laughs> lawyers, what? Oh, <laughs> what was it? Case no, yeah, no. I'm, I, you know Bye. what I mean. Like, I think that I. This is a very, a very great point uh, articulated poorly. I think that <laughs> if Dawson continues down this path of not forgiving and yeah. being like crotchety and not uh being hung up on joey forever yeah and um being pessimistic then i think that he can become mr brooks yeah so i think he's that mr a, brooks like a jaded... is a good yeah i think that's yeah. a good person to have on the show because it shows dawson what he can be if he continues down a certain path yeah it's like a cautionary tale for yeah dawson. yeah Mr. Brooks is a crotchety old fuck and he comes out and he's just like, I have a study where sorry, I have a study where I keep my archives. Oh, we're a little we're papers. a little like army vet. We gotta like tone it down the step. I can't go any lower than that. What do you okay. mean? Okay. 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 
needs to be cleaned out sorted through how's that it's a little marble <laughs> mouth but fine okay <laughs> dawson says okay but you're gonna have to pay me mr brooks like he's never heard of paying people for their labor in their life excuse me it's like sir you can't just have slave labor like you need to he's a child you need to pay him money like what are you talking about yeah i don't know why he dawson keeps getting dragged into all of these odd jobs and now he's fulfilled his payment he has completed enough work to fix his boat but mr brooks still doesn't want to pay dawson because he's very lonely he just wants to spend time with dawson yeah he won't admit it todd he's obviously just a crotchety old lonely guy who wants some company yeah, some company that he can yell at, some company that he can just constantly abuse yes. and insult. That's that's the best thing about it. like, oh, he's lonely. He needs someone around so he can just like rip yeah. them to shreds verbally constantly, and that'll make them want to keep coming back. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I do love when he finally is just like, fine, you have to pay me. And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, see you later. And then Mister Brooks is just like, all right, I'll pay you what you're worth. Very little, like this guy um so then of course we're back in the principal's office and they're questioning jack about where he was he says he was doing a project for chem with yui uh and he's like we had to go to the hardware store to pick up supplies and so while they're there um yui says oh i'm so touched you reached out um to be honest i'm sure you held me at least somewhat responsible for that whole mess with your sister and i feel like this is the point todd where we're all like okay i'm getting really suspicious because jack here all he says is huh whatever yeah yeah it's first of all it's weird because yui is just being all oh i'm just misunderstood vibes like this is conversations later it's all like, oh, man, I'm glad people are finally giving me a chance. And everyone just, like, wrote me off immediately. Like, no, you were just a douche from the moment you stepped on the screen. That's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have I have some good news for you all. Why? I, I, in the in the time that we have been podcasting, I have taken a short-form career aptitude test. And my <laughs> results are in. <laughs> what did Amazing. you get? All right. So they gave me one, two, three, four. They gave me ten options. We got yeah, a public relations specialist. Okay. That's not that bad. A singer. No, that's not the right career for me. A I love how they would say you should be a singer and they've never heard you sing. I don't know. A <laughs> compensation and benefit manager. A more public relations and fundraising managers. I, mean, uh, I feel like you could be very good at PR. Yeah. Agents and business managers of artists, performers, and athletes. Um, an okay. arbiter slash mediator slash consolator of the legal sort. Oh, an a, arbiter. Okay. Yeah. A, an, a fundraiser. Um, directors, religious activities and education. A clergy member. <laughs> um, and, and then here, here, here's this one. Here's my last <laughs> suggestion. A radio and television announcer or podcast. Hmm. That the clergy thing may just knock her microphone off the stand. That's how hard she was laughing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any of these are going to be quite successful for me, but if you want to take your career aptitude test, why don't you go to whatcareersrightforme.com? Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I feel like I have so many options now. 
<laughs> I laughed so hard. I knocked my microphone out of the stand and had to fully like restart the system. So that's how funny <laughs> Sarah being a clergy member was. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So, I mean, to be perfectly transparent, I have been working really hard uh, at getting the word of my D&D character god out, <laughs> out to, uh, out to the, the members of the PSR Discord. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I think I'm making some headway. Yeah. I mean, proof that Sarah and Tilly are the same person yeah. is that Sarah's necroaptitude test, like Tilly has bled through. That's that's frightening. That is for yep. those who have, who have seen Tilly in action. That's oh my right. gosh. I am a, a holy woman. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, <sighs> that was so good. Okay. So then uh, Jack tells Yui to go get some paint. And he's like, you know, get paint for the project we're doing. Um, and he's like, uh, go take up this up to the register. And Jack says, oh, I have to, I have to go get a soccer goal. The one we have is falling apart. Um, this is like, you know, this makes sense, but it is suspicious. That he's like, go take this up to the, don't ask questions. Just go take us up to the register. Um, so then of course we're back in the principal's office and we have, again, the interrogation squad of the principal and Mitch, uh, what is it? What's the hotch something in, no. What's the duo? They're like a dynamic duo. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. Are they cops? Woo! Nailed it. Okay. Um, Starsky and Hutch are at it again. uh, And they're asking, where did you go with Deputy Witter? Uh, And he's like, you mean my brother? Where do you think? And of course they're eating donuts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course. We're at the local diner eating some donuts. It was great. Um, and I love Pacey just immediately like I'm shaking my head in disbelief. And Doug says, Don't judge a book by its prologue, wise ass. Um, <laughs> this is so funny to me. I feel like if Doug didn't want to be made fun of, he certainly shouldn't have brought Pacey to a donut shop, Todd. Like, come on, you're asking. Yeah, to be made fun I mean, of. I mean, how long has he known Pacey? How long yeah. has he lived? How many donuts jokes has Pacey made at his expense exactly. in the years? I mean, I, I it's got to be in the thousands, like the number of donut jokes that Pacey's had to have made at, at Dougie's expense. Yep. So Deputy Doug should have realized what he's getting himself into by going to a donut shop. Yep. Doug, I, I expect more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then we're back at the principal's office and uh, Dawson says, and that's it. I spent the rest of my morning alone in the study. Uh, and so he's in Mr. Brooks's house and he's kind of like going, flipping through Mr. Brooks's stuff and he gets to his yearbook. And on his yearbook, it says, Arthur Isaac Brooks, uh, newspaper, track and field, aspiration was to become a great Hollywood filmmaker. And I think this is when Sarah Dawson sees his life flash before his eyes. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. What a coincidence that Mr. Brooks also was interested in being a great Hollywood filmmaker. Mm. And I think that this is just, yeah, he probably saw his life flash before his eyes and said, crap like this dude had the same aspirations that i once had and look at him now he's still in cape side he's you know this lonely old man that harasses me day in day out yeah and this is when uh you know i don't know which one's the subordinate is it hutch and starskin hutch he says dawson uh we have to we have to discuss your infamous your infamous Ninth grade senior pact. How the fuck does Mitch remember this, Todd? I love the fact that it's infamous, yeah. too. It's not just your, your ninth grade senior pact. You're infamous. Well, 
I think there was in the Leary household and that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Dawson does say that they talked about it all the time. So I think it's infamous because Mitch got sick and tired of hearing Dawson and Pacey talk about, man, when we're seniors, we're going to throw the greatest prank of all time, man. Those seniors <laughs> suck. And we're going to be so awesome because I'm Dawson. I'm king of witty practical jokes. So funny. Which only comes up, you know. Which never actually happens on the show. Me making witty practical jokes. People talk about me making witty practical jokes. So it's like a it's a tell not show type thing. Kind of like me loving like a horror movies, which never actually comes up except once in a while. You know, yeah, I, I feel like it's that type of thing. Where it's yeah. just like Dawson just like running his mouth off constantly, and Mitch showing shut the hell up, son. Just yeah. please, just shut the hell up. So that's why it's info. I think I can see Mitch and Gail going. Good lord, the boy won't shut up yeah, uh, nice. about this stupid pact, you know. So I, like I think that's that's how Mitch remembers it. It's burned into his brain forever because Dawson is Dawson. Yeah. Dawson's the least mischievous person I've ever seen in my life. I've never I, seen him make a joke. I yeah, yeah, he's never made a joke before. And he doesn't like, like break the rules or anything either. So it's like it's no. especially weird that he would have this pact. I could see Pacey wanting to do the prank, and maybe even Jack, but definitely not Dawson um yeah. and so but that's like like even at the like the pool like the very beginning of the episode like whenever they first all come in and first of all jack looked way too proud whenever he walked in the yeah. pool and saw the boat oh no i'm actually jack was just like guilt all over his face but dawson comes in trying to do like a i don't know what's going on oh wow what a great idea wish i thought of that yeah and and joey's like dawson well you're well known as a witty practical joker i'm like yeah what <laughs> what i mean I haven't watched the show in 19 years, so maybe I'm forgetting. No, according to Joey, he is. I think that's the thing. We need to consider the source of who's saying this, and it's Joey. (laughs) Yeah, Dawson's biggest fan, pretty much. Um, And so Dawson was like, it wasn't me. In case you haven't noticed, PC and I aren't exactly butch and Sundance these days, (laughs) which, wow. Uh, and, um, And so, yeah, then we see Jack is back in the hot seat again. Uh, and so he picks he picks back up from picking up uh, Jen uh, and he says, what time did you get to the park? And he's like, OK, one thirty five. And I love this. It's like, how does anybody like no one tracks their time like this? It's ridiculous. Um, but we see Jack and Jen at the at the soccer fields and uh, Jack or Jen keeps like trying to put the net up and she's like, she's, like falls over. Yeah, Jen is me whenever I have to consider playing sports. Just fumble after fumble. It's so sad to watch. Um, and so Jack brings over Molly. Uh, and he says, I've got good news. I've decided to offer you the position of goalie. Uh, and she she doesn't want it. She says, no, thank you. I'd rather not. Uh, she says, I'm left halfback. I like left halfback. I'd like to stick to left halfback. Uh, and so she leaves and Jen, I, I like this between, I think Jen and Molly have a lot in common. I kind of like that. Jen is like, I like that kid. Cause it feels like they, they have a similar vibe, you know? Why? Because they don't want to be goalie. I don't want to be goalie either. <laughs> Do I fit right in? Cause they have like snarky <laughs> attitudes, right? Todd, like you feel like there's something between the two of them. Yeah, I think. It's funny because I think like the Molly snarkiness comes out later after this. And I feel like this exchange isn't super snarky. So it almost felt a little weird that Jen was going, oh, I see a lot of me and her. Because I feel like all the stuff that comes later with Molly is a lot more Jen than here. Yeah. Because here's basically just like, oh, take it or leave it. Can I leave it? Because 
I want just I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's not quite as much of a like snarkiness as she does later. Whenever she kind of gets in Jack's face after he like tries to like a, a manipulator. Yeah. Uh, so it felt like a little bit of a because even like Jen's like I like her. She's funny. I'm like she's not she funny. funny. No. Uh, she's <laughs> yeah. not that, funny. Nothing she said here was ac actively funny. Yeah. She uh, that was a little weird stretch. A little disconnect there. Yeah. It's like they had like two different drafts of the script and like. Or they cut off all of Molly's funny lines but left in Jen yeah. calling her funny. There's a little bit of a disconnect but, there. But I do think later on that there is a little bit of a Jen in Molly's attitude. Yes. Yeah, later in the later in the episode. And I do like um that Jack knows that Molly knows that if she's in gold, the boys are gonna just like torture her out of spite. Um, and so Jen says, Yeah, well, she's like me. We go for the easiest option, the one with the least opportunity for embarrassment rather than glory. I'm in. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my mentality. So then too. all we have to do is get you pissed off to get this to get to you to do what we want. No, oh. I just won't do it. I don't want I don't want to be goalie. Goalie feels like I the best position don't make in me. Um, uh, no, it's so much pressure. Yeah, but at least you're not running all over the place. You could stand in one spot. <laughs> okay, so like I said, there's a soccer field where kids play soccer the other, like, across the street from yeah. me. I was walking my dog, and I saw a kid as goalie get booed at because he caught the ball. They he got booed <laughs> at children? He got booed, booed children? By yeah, That's and I don't want—I don't want to get booed at. I don't want to get heckles for doing my job. That's wild that they boo children. Oh my gosh! Uh, the no, the ch the child that missed the goal booed at the goalie. Oh, I thought you meant the parents did. Well, who cares? Uh, maybe maybe they got booed at too. I don't know. So anyway, so now we're back in the principal's office, and uh, now we're back with Pacey. Um, and so he says, listen, we're going to cut to the chase. My boat was quietly removed from the storage warehouse behind the yacht club between 1230 p.m. and 515. You were the only senior who had access to that warehouse. Uh, and he says, and what records might those be? And freaking Starsky over here is just like, I'll be asking the questions, Mr. Witter. Like, you're not a fucking <laughs> cop, bro. You're a principal. Calm down. Hey man, his precious boat and dog were boat napped and dog. I mean, I have things to say about the dog some situation, slap. but yeah, I yeah, I I think that we just need to say right now. I don't know why we had to involve poor Chester in this overnight. Prank. He was left on a fucking boat. First of all, first of all, we're gonna get into it now. We're already here. First of all, how the fuck don't you notice your dog is missing? How the fuck? No, 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 no. He did because that's why I thought um, they took him. Pacey... The, I thought the dog was overnight on that boat. No, but remember Pacey and Doug had to go search for the dog. Yeah, they had to. So go, they, they, they got they called. They had to go search for the okay, dog. Okay, 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 fair, fair. So then I have something else to say, and it is. Don't steal someone's fucking dog, you assholes. What is wrong with you? If someone stole my dog, I would have them arrested and tried for attempted dog murder. Well, I guess now we know why the principal is so upset about this whole thing. More, I would be more upset about the dog. Than he the seems boat. to care way more about the boat. About the boat. Yeah. He does. I'm just saying. I would be so mad. They didn't need to include the dog. They could have gotten. Okay, here's this instead, right? How about this? 
his underwear and then and then put Sarah, the underwear on the snack. I swear to fucking God, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was literally about yeah. to come out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like boxers, yeah. especially if they got ones with like hearts on them and you put them up the right. flagpole of the or, boat. Or his own face on them. Who has underwear with their own face on it? I'm pretty sure that's something that you can do these days. These days? Not in the 90s. Whatever. Why would you get underwear with your own face on them? Um, I think that you do it with like your girlfriend's face for Valentine's Day. Why do you Day. want your girlfriend's face? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just one of those like cute gifts that you give to your boyfriend How or girlfriend. How does this appealing to you at all? Not even a right Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure it's not just me. Um, yes, this is a perfect idea. Leave the beautiful, adorable dog out of it. Let him live his doggy life. Imagine how terrified he must have been on that Poor boat. Baby. On a boat. He must have shit himself all over that boat a million times. He was probably starving. Where was he supposed to pee? In the pool. I just imagine him, like lifting <laughs> his leg and peeing in the pool. Anyway horrendous and unconscionable and immoral and unforgivable all words that apply to this situation so anyway we're back to pacey and dougie in the squad car um and pacey and this is the time that pacey decides that he's going to be an asshole (laughs) this is the pacey (laughs) asshole moment of the episode i just think like todd if if your brother like asks you says like oh you can come ride along with me why you have to push his buttons so much you know pacey's pathological that's the only explanation like pacey Mm. cannot help himself especially where doug is involved if doug is involved pacey just can't help himself needling his brother but this is like above and beyond it feels like this isn't just like the usual thing that i hate so much with the the gay jokes which drives me crazy that pacey oh it's so bad all the time like one like the one of the worst character traits of pacey for sure but this is just like i mean he's not just like doing like oh oh you're a cop you like donuts her 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 this like yeah so basically like you wanted to be elliot ness and dirty harry but you're just you're not even barney fife you're just like worthless and why are you wasting your 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 life away on you're the barney fife of this podunk town and i i had to look up who barney fife was but when i did i i recognized who it was i feel so old i just didn't recognize him by name but like isn't that the song that's like doesn't the song it is like yeah i do you remember that it was used to be on um nick at night i used to watch it yeah sarah has no idea what's going on right now what's the name of the show todd the Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith show. show. You never watched the Andy Griffith show? Uh, no. I was a bewitched and I dream a genie girl. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Gilligan's Barney- Island. Oh, I loved Gilligan's Island. But Barney Fife was the uh, the bumbling deputy in this tiny little town. Yeah. He had exactly one bullet for his gun, which he was instructed not to load into the gun until it was like, so lots of gags of him like trying to get his gun out and trying to load his bullet. And- yeah. No, nothing ever happened though, but uh played by don not yeah because he was so, also like... in um three's company and so they used to have um a lot of times they would have both of those shows on on nick at night and i loved three three's company was my fave i loved three's company um so yeah so he's like he's such an ass though to dougie he's just like demeaning him which like yeah i mean dougie's a cop and we hate cops famously but like still like Dougie's doing his best. He's not like a 
I mean, he can be an asshole, but like, I don't know. I just feel like he's doing Pacey a favor. So this is not the time to like harass him, Sarah, you know? I think that this episode shows all the good that um, Doug does. Yeah. He helps the blind. He inspires people. Uh, I think that in this small town, he makes a difference and he feels like he makes a difference in something to be proud of. Yeah, he cares about the town is the thing. Um, and so, yeah, so then we're back at the police, or excuse me, back at the, the police office, back at the principal's office, who thinks it's the he police thinks office. That, I think that that's the issue, he thinks it's the police office. Yeah, I'd say Doug's not the only one mm -hmm. with Elliot's dreams and Harry Callahan aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> so by 1230, Dawson was ready to leave. Um, and so there's a car horn that honks outside and Dawson goes to leave and Brooks, Mr. Brooks says, where do you think you're going? And Dawson says, oh, I'm going, I'm home. I'm going, I'm done for the day. The hell you are. Do you think you could take my money and wander off to spoon with your girlfriend? You're sadly mistaken. Is is he referring to Gretchen in this moment? <laughs> yeah, but I just love the idea of wander off to spoon with your girlfriend. Dawson is the fucking little spoon and we all know it. It's so annoying. Backpack. I hate it's it. It's a backpack situation. You ever done that? They're jetpack. Backpack, jetpack. It could be both. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it. Everyone should be able to be the little spoon sometime in their life. Don't you think, Todd? I feel like everyone should get the opportunity. <laughs> Do whatever makes you happy. See? That's what I think. Thanks, think. Todd. Uh, Dawson says, she's not my girlfriend. And he says, if you're not back here within three hours, you can forget about being paid. And it's like, that's not how work works, Mr. Brooks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's like you have to work a minimum amount of hours to get any money whatsoever. And I don't really remember them like I mean, they may have done it off screen. I don't remember like Mr. Brooks and him signing a contract outlining yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the details of the of the job. Yeah. This is like everything's in Mr. Brooks' a uh, horrible mind. He's come up with this like horribly intricate a uh, set of standards that Dawson has to live up to. And if he doesn't meet even one of them, nope, sorry, contract null and void. Yeah. And there's like 70 hours of work you did for me. Well, yeah, you're not getting the five bucks I was going to give you for it. <laughs> yep. And uh, Gretchen shows up and uh, her mom, the, uh, Dawson's mom is stuck at the restaurant. So she's picking him up. Uh, and he's just like, he's a complete jerk. <laughs> um, we're back at soccer practice. And, um, and so, yeah, so then we have Jack who's going to manipulate Molly. Uh, and he says, oh, did you get any orange wedges? Sarah, your favorite part of soccer. They mentioned that it. That is my favorite part. I told you I the only reason to join soccer is the orange wedges. No wonder I spend all my time with my dog on Saturday mornings near the <laughs> just, I think it's the citrus. You can sense citrus within like half a mile away yeah. from home. yeah. Todd, what do you say to somebody that eats like mainly tomatoes and oranges in their diet? Uh, wow. Are you afraid of acidity? <laughs> he says, how do you not have more heartburn? <laughs> that is, that is quite the diet. It's a lot of uh, acid, yeah. girl. You need to it's put some bees. You need to eat some cheese. Ugh. I know. Ugh. I okay. All right. You can't bash cheese when you're on a podcast with me. It's just not right. Um, so he calls over Molly and apparently fucking Billy took one of her orange wedges and smashed it on the ground. 
That's terrible. Like, Not the orange I wedges. I bet you Billy's dad is that wiener guy. <laughs> I bet it's 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 less it's gotta be Billy Wiener. It's gotta be Billy Wiener that's doing it. That's the only possible it explanation. Is Billy, Wiener. Billy Wiener's yeah. the the orange slice. Uh, uh, and I love Molly's retort. Just wait till I'm 17 and hot. He'll regret messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so jack says listen these guys aren't going to respect you unless you make them and he says all you have to do is you have to prove it to yourself if you do that if you prove you're just as good as they are the rest is going to take care of itself so she says you find a goal yet can i still have it and then i love this she's like i know you just totally pulled the fast one on me but i'm gonna let it go because you're right but that doesn't mean i don't understand exactly what you're doing I don't remember this scene at you all. You don't? It, <laughs> no. I mean, this is this is the moment that she looks. She's like little Jen. This is the moment yeah. I can see Jen seeing herself in this kid, who's like, okay, dude, you're trying to like pull something over on me, and yeah, fine, whatever. But yeah, you know, this I, is I like quality remember. TV. I gotta find this scene. <laughs> I swear, I watched I the episode twice. You didn't remember this? Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah, so she's the other thing I want. I just want to mention real quick, like. Like the first times that she comes up and Jack's like, "Hey, Molly, I want to talk to you." He's like, "What?" He's like, "Relax, <laughs> deflate." And who tells someone to deflate? <laughs> what is this? A, a show this? like Dawson's like, Creek has teenagers talking like this, Todd. <laughs> yeah, I I know, but even even so, even in the confines of Dawson, it's just such a very bizarre thing to tell yeah. someone to do. Relax, deflate. Like, okay, Jack. <laughs> Uh, so uh, back uh, at Dawson's house, Gretchen drops him off, and Yui is there. And I love Gretchen, who says, "Whenever I see that guy, I can't help but hearing the Darth Vader theme." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Dawson says, "Oh, I'm making an effort." And she says, "Not to be cruel, but why?" And Dawson says, "A karmic decision." Mm-hmm. Lots of karma oh, in this karma. episode. Oh. Yep. So he goes up to Yui, uh, and he says, "Well, speak of the devil." uh and yui says i want to extend my gratitude for last night so apparently they met at the movie theater and he lent him five bucks for popcorn and asked him to sit with him the burger afterwards (laughs) was your idea did they go on a date what is this it sounds like they went on a date dinner in a movie it's so bizarre. It it's like such a bizarre thing. If that's because Dawson Fred's like, well, it's only common courtesy if I run into you in the theater, I'll loan you five bucks for popcorn and we sit together. Yes, because that's what happens with someone that you actively hate yeah. and never talk to. Why does you he not have five dollars for his own fucking popcorn? <laughs> exactly. yeah, he spent it all on X. That's why he doesn't have five dollars. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> and Yui says, oh, it's small to you, but it's significant to me. He's happy to have at least one ally in the strange and eclectic hamlet uh you may be my first um and so jocelyn on so thick yeah like so thick like oh i'm so glad people are finally making an effort to know me i'm like like, maybe if you weren't such a dick to everybody they'd want to be your friend yui um, but yeah, I do, I do love this. And, uh, and Dawson's like, oh, well, you don't have to come all the way here. And Yui's like, that's not why I'm here. You left these in my car, man. And Dawson's like, oh, thank you. You just saved me from an hour of paternal lecturing. And here's the thing. I feel like this was the moment that I remembered, like, what was going on. Because I was like, oh, okay, Yui's getting set up here. He's in, he's in more than one of the storylines. And so he has to be the fall guy. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this point is never starts to become like obvious. Like, okay, there's another layer of things going yeah. on. I guess 
the thing I wonder is it feels very uh, like fortuitous that Yui just happened to show up at Dawson's house at the point where Dawson just yeah. happened to be dropped off. Uh, I wonder how they would have pinned the keys on Yui if this had if he hadn't returned them to Dawson. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious how their plan would have have gone. What what lines? I guess Dawson may have talked more about. Oh, you know. I realized that the last time I saw the keys was never I was with Yui. Maybe that's what they would have had to have done, but it just worked out for them that they were able to be even more subtle about setting Yui up. Yeah. Here. But yeah, and I I I do love the line um where uh Yui says, Oh, what goes around comes around, and Dawson goes, That is so true. <laughs> uh yep. so we're uh we're back with Pacey and Doug, um, and they're looking for Chester. Uh, and Doug says the owner found some footprints in the dirt. It might be the gardener, but we have to find this dog. It's a very important dog. Uh, and Pacey is like mocking him again. Um, he's just like, don't tell me you're still angry at the little brother, at your little brother for that wasting your life shtick. I only sort of meant it. Uh, and Dougie like lays into him. He says, I'm only going to say this one time. If you ever in your life care about anything, as much as I care about being an officer in this town, I'll be shocked. If you ever in your life are as good as anything as I am at being an officer, I'll also be shocked. If you ever in your life presume to judge me again, so help me God. And I don't, I don't like this part. I'll beat the ugly right out of you. He could have just said like the first two things. Like I didn't think he needed to lay it on with the third, Sarah. I don't know. When you're an older sibling, you kind of want to threaten to punch your sibling a little bit. <laughs> Deck you. I mean, I'm a younger <laughs> sibling, so I don't know what you're talking about. And Todd's an only child, so I don't think he knows what you're talking yeah. about either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to threaten a punch or two back in my day, but <laughs> maybe not the healthiest coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Uh and so yeah, so then uh so then of course uh Mitch is like, wait a minute, you were looking for the same dog you're suspecting of having taken. <gasps> oh my gosh uh and mitch says we're still here because of a certain fresh detail that came to light that suggests that we must at least account for all of your whereabouts yesterday and so pacey's like oh you discussed my ninth grade pact with dawson and the principal's like oh you remember the agreement too i see like he has him like red-handed <laughs> and they take themselves so seriously i can't uh and Pacey says yeah of course i remember it but we're not like close my my not so close acquaintance slash former best friend um it's just like had you ever thought that maybe he implicated me to divert suspicion from himself uh and the principal says justice is blind if dawson is responsible we'll nail him just as we'll nail you it's like you're not a cop <laughs> i think that he was just living his fantasy i think he was is that what this yeah, living is? Living his best life. Yeah, is this the principal secretly wanting to be a cop and like being sad he was never on like NYPD Blue? Yeah. Yeah. I think he applied for the same job that Dougie applied for and Dougie beat him out. Yeah. Oh and my so, gosh. So what now he like has out for all the witters because yeah. uh, he couldn't get can't live his uh, Elliotness dreams and Harry Callahan aspirations. I love it. This makes so much sense. Um, and so uh yeah, so then we're back with uh, Dawson there. And uh, he's he's still there. And he's just like, listen, the facility which you had intimate access <laughs> must have been trespassed upon after 530 when the cleaning crew went home. And Dawson's like, I was home with you, dad. You saw me. Uh, and he's like, I didn't see you until 10 p.m. Where were you the other five hours? 
so stupid. It's a good question. Well, he was at Mr. Brooks's house. Uh, Mr. Brooks is eating his dinner. And Mr. Brooks, well, 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 I'm surprised to see you here. He kind of reminds me, like, I feel like my voice is getting a little bit like uh, Roz from Monsters, Inc. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always washing. Uh, and so Mr. Brooks is like, you don't work here. Uh, and Mr. Brooks is like, you broke our agreement. You're fired. And he says, good. He's finally free. Mr. Brooks's line. You were playing footsie with your floozy when you were supposed to be doing a job. (laughs) It's like, no, Mr. Brooks, I was actually putting a full ass ship in a pool. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Actually committing grand larceny. Thank you very much. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. And uh Dawson finally, I he finally has had enough when Brooke says, I don't give a damn about you or your lady, but I do care about my generosity getting taken care of. <laughs> taken what generosity? <laughs> generosity. When has this man yeah. ever been known to be generous in his life? I can't. <sighs> so uh, Dawson says, look, just because you're alone and your life is full of abandoned dreams doesn't give you the license to inflict your pain on me. And he's just like, how dare you presume to understand me? Got <laughs> the hell out of here. And so Dawson's like, fine. And he leaves. It's just like, oh my God, I can't. I can't with Mr. Brooks. Like, I guess he's bringing me joy out of just how like crotchety and ridiculous he is. But he's a fucking yeah. asshole. Like, nobody in their right mind would ever go back to work with him. Ever. I guess that... I think that Dawson feels bad that he's just a lonely loser that never got a movie career. He'll come back. Uh, So we're back in the principal's office with Jack. And the principal says, you can go. um, Just as long as you tell us where you were between 5.30 last night and 8 this morning. Jack is like, we had a game. It was our first playoff game. And so uh, the night before, there are militant peewee parents at 2 o'clock. And so, okay, this this plot line to me, none of us have kids. So I guess we can't really say if this is something that happens unless any one of us has coached like a small children's sports league of some sort. Um, I had Sunday school with my uh, group of children as a clergy woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that the quiz said you should be. <laughs> Was there a question that is like, do you have some sort of faith? Like, no, there was nothing. No. <laughs> No, I, think- I, I also took the quiz and there definitely was not. So. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this fucking Gus Wiener comes up. <laughs> Mr. Wiener. Wiener comes up. We heard this strange rumor from our kids that you're going to put put that girl in for kids. Holy. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Vagina gonna get in the way if we're trying to be a goalie? The fuck is your problem? I I don't know. I mean, like we could have commended them from having co co op sports, oh, co-ed, but co ed, yeah, yeah, but not these idiots. I can't with Gus Wiener. 
what is this problem? And Jack is like, yeah, that's a fact. He's like, well, I'm afraid. He comes in like hot to trot. Like, I'm afraid we can't allow that. Like, Todd, what is going on? Yeah. So, yeah, I've never uh, coached any sort of peewee sport or any sport for that matter. And I was never a member of any sort of sports team. So I can't necessarily speak from that angle, but I have like observed from a distance uh, the the helicopter parents or the parents who are trying to live their lost glory mm-hmm. days through mm. their children. This is something yes. that I have seen uh, either through like people I grew up with or later on in life. I've, I've seen it happen. And that's what this smacks of. Like this guy, he was like cool in school. He was an athlete, but not a great athlete. Like just good enough to be good in whatever podunk school he was in, but not good enough to get scholarship or go on to be anything. And so now he wants his kid to like have all the glory that he remembers having. So he can like have that reflected glory on him. And so there's no way he's going to let his son's glory be upset because this girl is going to be goalie because girls can't be goalies in soccer yeah i mean come on so ridiculous it's, it's so awful and jack is just like well i'm the coach it's my call and gus says i represent parents who kept their mouths shut when certain alarming personal details came to light but this is this is not personal this is soccer what a fucking statement. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is children's love- soccer. Take it seriously, Jack. Um, yeah, he should have kept his mouth shut now, too, right? He should have kept his mouth shut just about oh, everything. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. saying, I'm someone who kept my, shout, my mouth shut about this other thing as a way of threatening someone. You're not really keeping your mouth shut about other thing. You're using it as a way yeah. to intimidate this kid and, and is, Jack is kid. a high Remember, school child. Jack, Jack is a kid. He is a, like a high schooler. Yeah. And they are treating him like, I don't, it's just. It's an absolutely wild story. Like, Wiener has a whole posse with them, like a whole posse. Oh, yeah, we need the 10 one men. With like a little, a little like a sweater, like tied around. Yes, like, like he's going to the country club. Like, prep- yeah, we so need a gang dumb. of adult men to intimidate a high school boy. Um, And so uh, he's like, listen, if we lose the game, you lose your job. And uh, Jack says, "What are the stakes? Who cares? Yeah, let Jay, like let Jack go. He it's senior year. He doesn't need this. No. Shit. Jack says, "I'll take that under advisement." Uh, and so Jack's like, "You're not gonna believe this." And he says, "They're gonna fire me if I keep Molly and Gold." And Jen's like, "Are you kidding me? What are you gonna do?" Uh, and then we're back in the principal's office, and of course we're hearing more from Pacey. Uh, and so Pacey's sitting in the back of uh, the cop car. And then we see Dougie come out and he puts groceries in the back seat with Pacey. And it turns out that he was helping the one, uh, some, I think he's like a local blind guy, like do his grocery shopping. Um, it's so nice. It is him. very nice. And like P- when Pacey realizes like what's going on, he looks like very guilty. Um, and Doug's like, what are you looking at? And Pacey's like, no, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing's going on. Um, and then we're back to so yeah, Dougie. Dougie like is a nice guy, and we'll get into a little bit more about that later when we have like a actually a really nice moment between Dougie and PC. Very rare, but it is it is nice. Um, and of course, then we're back, and of course, an hour later, against my better judgment, I was back at Mr. Brooks's house. <laughs> yeah, can't believe it. Another oh, this is like her his third round of the day at Mr. Brooks's must house. Be exhausting. Yeah, I mean, it was a very busy day for them, to be honest. I would be yeah. very tired after this. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, yes, yeah, so Dawson's like, listen, I saw your yearbook and I saw your life's ambition was to be a Hollywood filmmaker. And you know what's weird? I have I've had that exact same dream for as long as I can remember. And all Mr. Brooks has to say is good for you. <laughs> Todd, this is when we find out Dawson is scared because he doesn't want to be anything like Mr. Brooks. He doesn't want to be the kind of person who pushes everything and everyone away from him. I don't want to be alone. And I know you don't want to be alone either. You can't get rid of me. What you say and do to everyone else, it might work on them, but it's not going to work on me. And I'm going to finish the job I was hired to do. You know, the only thing that would have made this seem better is if Dawson had said, I don't want your life in a really overblown Southern <laughs> accent. That would have made this scene like perfect for yeah. me. Uh, I do have to wonder how much of Dawson come back is this little speech he's giving and how much is he just needing an alibi? That's the other thing. That's alibi. All, alibi. All I think it's, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the alibi. Definitely. Um, Cause there's like, otherwise like why? Like get, a, get away from Mr. Brooks. He feels toxic, you know? Um, and then we hear from Jack that his team ended up winning the game. And so he's super excited. And uh, Gus Wiener comes over and he goes, the kids play great. Uh, Jack, do you know anything about soccer? And he's like, yeah. no, we just like, no, no, we don't, we don't know dick, anything about soccer. Such a dick question to ask, ask the soccer coach. I mean, just such, such a yep. dick. And he says, uh, yeah, my team just won the first playoff game. And Gus is like, yeah, well, you know what happens when a playoff game is tied as our next game could be a goal scored against us in previous games reflect on the eventual tally. Who gives a fuck? These kids are like 10. Who cares? It's oh regionals, Jess. It's, it's regionals. Uh, and so Jack is like, well, I guess we'll just have to win the next game. He's like, well, that's where you're mistaken. You can't beat the Falcons on Wednesday because you're no longer the coach. You're done, McPhee. Boom. Yeah. Mic drop. Wiener out. <laughs> and of course, Molly hears all of this and she just immediately starts crying and runs away. I gotta be honest. I know that this is supposed to be like a sad moment, but if I was Jack, I'd be like really celebrating that I didn't have to be a part of this anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna take my orange slices and go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is like, it's especially a dick move because you're doing it right in front of the little girl goalie that you hate so much. <laughs> She's right there. Uh, Freaking Molly. You know I do have to think that this never would have happened if Andy was still around. I think Andy kept the parents alive. Oh, I think they, they, yeah. Andy would have ripped were scared. a new one. Yeah, the parents were scared to do anything to Jack while Andy was around. And yeah. now Jen, unfortunately, although Jen is someone who would be capable of ripping them a new one, I think Jen's not in the right mental space to do that yeah. right now. Uh, so, but yeah, with, if Andy had been there, this never would have happened. Uh, so yet another reason to be sad that Andy is gone. Yeah. I'm also sad I didn't get to come on to talk about Andy because Andy. Oh, you love Andy, Andy was your favorite character. Yeah, Andy's the best. Me too. Love her. I miss her. Do you know what a McPhee's biggest kryptonite in life is? Molly. What? <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> no. <gasps> oh wow! Well played. Oh, no. Or as you will say later, touche. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, so Jack is fired. Back at the marina, Doug and Pacey come up on the closed gate. It was a little after nine. They got the call and they went out to the boat yard. Uh, and Pacey's like, I have the code. And so he lets him in. And there's Yui uh, skulking through the shadows at this hour of night. <laughs> and Yui says, I got an anonymous phone call. A boat's missing. 
And he's like, now why would someone call you? He's like, well, they didn't. They called my mom. And this falls under her jurisdiction. So she sent me out here to check on it. And I called the police. Uh, and Doug is like, except you couldn't possibly know uh, that we also received an anonymous phone call 20 minutes before your call, which begs the question, how do I know you didn't take the boat? I feel like Doug, Doug should have been the hutch to the principal's Starsky. He'd make a better hutch than yeah. Mitch. Yeah, actually get some real law enforcement in. <laughs> the sheriff. Yeah. Anybody would have done a deputy, anybody. a sheriff, anybody. Yeah, but then the principal couldn't have run the show. And that's what he oh, wanted to do. And also, so right. remember, Deputy Doug stole his job and his lifelong dream. So why would he bring oh, Deputy Doug yeah. in to help him out with the investigation? Right. Like, he's he's, he's going to prove that he's better than De Deputy Doug couldn't find my dog. Deputy, Deputy Doug couldn't find my boat. I'm yeah. going to solve this case myself. That's it's, like, it it's vengeance for him. And so I should say, though, this is like the weakest part of the framing plan to me. This is yeah. the one that makes like the least amount of sense. Because if Yui did steal the boat hours ago... Why is he still wandering around the dock right now? <laughs> you know, Admiring looking suspicious. You know, and I, I guess the thing could be, oh, yeah, because he says his mom sent him down there. But if that's true, then how did Dawson and the rest of them realize that calling it, I guess they know how horrible Yui's mom is. I guess that's how I can know that she would send him down. But this is the part of the plan that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Doesn't, Honestly, doesn't a lot of it doesn't here. make a lot of sense when I we mean, get to the end. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a great plan as much as Yui, like, congratulates them on the yeah. brilliance of their design. The design's not all that brilliant. It's mainly that they're willing with the real dumbass and the principal yeah. who, like, you know, eats up all these very obvious clues they drop, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. But out of all, this is the one that makes the least sense. Other stuff, yeah, buying the paint, sure. And, oh, he has the keys, sure. Mm -hmm. But, oh... He's at the docks after the boat has already been stolen and reported stolen. That doesn't really necessarily implicate him other than saying that he has access to the dock, but they would have known that already. Except apparently they didn't realize that already because the records that the principal had did not include him in the seniors that had access, I believe. Because yeah. I think the, the principal like, our records show that you're the only senior that has access to that. Except, of course, for... I'm pretty sure Yui's a senior. So. Yeah. Who knows? And that's the thing. So Yui's just like, well, I'm leaving. And this is like also very weird. But like we already were suspicious at this point. But Pacey's like, you know what? I'm going to go too. Uh, and he's like, I can't drive you home right now. This is official police business. Pacey, that's fine. I'll get a ride with Yui. Hey, Yui, hold on a second. And Doug is like, you hate Yui. He's like, yeah, but it's only a ride home. And I'm trying to be a better person. Besides, it's a karma thing. Ooh. Gee, I wonder if that has any significance mm -hmm. at all. Karma. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. And so yeah, we're, like a weird food. we're back in the principal's office and Pacey's like, and then I left with Yui. He's like, we went to grab a, I wanted to grab a bite to eat, but he said he was busy. So he dropped me off at home. And then in 25 minutes I was sleeping. Uh, and the principal says, all right, you could go. And so then he stands up and he's the principal's like something else, Mr. Witter. Uh, and PC's like, yeah, I was thinking, I don't think Dawson did it either. And the principal says, why is that? He says, the guy's way too respectable to pull off that kind of crime. At least not without my coaxing, you know, just not that type of guy. Dawson's too dumb to figure it all out on his own. That's the real <laughs> thing. Uh, and then Dawson is saying to, um, Starsky and Hutch, 
Uh, Pacey might be cocky, but he's not an idiot. There's no way he would jeopardize his academic foothold for what was hardly the prank to end all pranks. Uh, and so Mitch is like, are, well, Dave, are you satisfied? Principal says, yes, Mitchell. I Mitchell. Yes, Mitchell, I am. Uh, I consider I know who did it. And Mitch says, oh, really? Uh, well, it's it's clear you don't watch Inspector Perot on a knee. <laughs> So the I love that the principal is just like I've cracked the code, nailed it. And I also love that that through this whole thing, every time the, the principal is doing his whole routine, Mitch just look on his face is like, "Why the hell am I here? Yes. What are we doing here?" <laughs> like Mitch, that never really quite gets to the full roll eye roll type thing. Yeah, but just the look on Mitch's face through most of this episode is like, "I'm working for an idiot. I am working." For an idiot yeah. and as the principal outlines plan it's obvious that mitch by this point mitch has figured it out mitch has knows what's going on mitch knows that the principal is wrong but just like the look of mitch's face i love i love mitch as the oh crap <laughs> no the, yeah. the world weary just let's just get through this i thing. just had a realization that we lost principal green for this oh, guy no why'd you have to bring that up you're so right oh this guy I, sucks it, <laughs> this is what happened it's oh, ridiculous now um so yeah. now we have uh kind of like i would like to call it kind of the clue moment where uh the principal explains his theory on exactly what happened that yeah. day yeah and he's laying it all out there yeah so he pulls in mrs valentine finally we get some parents involved uh mrs valentine <laughs> is there with yui uh, and he says, listen, at 1030 yesterday, your son was in Harry's hardware store purchasing a canister of white paint, identical to the kind that was used to scrawl the words class of 2001 on the sale of my boat. At 1.30, he was at the Leary residence returning Mitch's keys, keys that could have been copied earlier at the hardware store, giving Yui the access <laughs> to my school. 9.30, he made one final appearance, this time at the storage warehouse behind the Yacht Club, under the pretense of having received an anonymous phone call. Your son was conveniently present at all the necessary moments. He acquired the means and the resources to do the job, and he had the time to pull it all off without a hitch. Anything I left out, Mitch? Hey, that rhymes. And the thing is, is like, how is Yui getting a boat into a pool by himself? Okay. How are any of these people getting the boat, <laughs> in, the they get the boat in the still, pool? They did not under. Is this like, like a ship in a bottle type situation? <laughs> this is my main issue with all of this is that I don't have any idea how the boat got into the pool. Yeah. Because Pacey was by himself at that point in time. From everything they said, like the whole thing was like, you know, Dawson and Jack had alibis right. from that point in time. And so it was all Pacey doing it. So Pacey, by himself, somehow got this boat into the school pool. And the way that it was set up, I don't know how he managed it. Yeah. Um, so say they that very conveniently moved past that uh, in their explanation later on. Yeah. Okay. So exactly so he hooked the boat onto the back of leary the leary mobile and then drove the boat to the school and then this is there's not like giant garage doors in right, the pool right. area i don't understand are maybe double doors maybe how do you, you back up the boat with the car you have to have like a hitch and everything area? i don't know Ugh, i'm just i'm just really confused about the logistics of yeah. this 
Um, and it's only because I want to replicate the senior prank myself one day. <laughs> yes. That's why I need to know. And Mitch at this point obviously knows what happened, but he's just like, I'm going to let the principal think that he knows what the hell's going on. And so then uh, Yui gets two weeks suspension and probation for the rest of the year. Uh, and so they leave and uh, Yui calls Joey Harry Potter. <laughs> It took this long to have a Harry Potter <laughs> reference in this show. Dude. I was going to ask if it happened before. Cause like I said, like I haven't no. rewatched an episode. I, I, it's like, I didn't know if there's something he had called her before. If it's an ongoing thing. Or if this is like the, a one time stupid jerk uh, thing. No. So. And then this was what? 2001, 2000. So it's still pretty early for Harry Potter times. I think that by 2001, what the third book. Yeah. Had it came out, out in the late nineties. So that would make sense. So, uh, and I was, around this time I had my famed Harry Potter bat mitzvah so but it still wasn't like mainstream yeah so I thought that this was a I, I suppose a timely reference for this time in history yeah uh and so he says send a message to the boys for me tell them I admire the brilliance of their design no wait just tell them I said touche and Joey says, what? What happened? And he says, karma finally caught up with me. Oh, yeah. That horrible two-week suspension. Like, the worst karma yeah. at all. He definitely, you know, got everything that I was I wish Yui slipped on Seagook and died. Oh, God! <laughs> no, not the Seagook. <laughs> um, I mean, no, he couldn't go out as brilliantly as Abby Morgan did. Maybe he could have just know. got, like, hit by a bus or a boat or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I just don't. I, I mean, like my only my only thing is is that it's two weeks like a deserved punishment. I don't even think if the I mean it's just a prank. Why I don't even think that he should have gone to. I mean, weeks, he stole someone's dog. That's the if the dog wasn't involved, then I don't think that he should have gone to. The dog and the boat are fine. fire him, kill him. Like you can't steal people's dogs. That's not okay. What exactly? So Pacey's outside with Krispy Kreme donuts for Doug. I gotta say, I freaking love a Krispy Kreme. We had Krispy Kremes locally for a long time, and then they went away, and I'm devastated because Krispy Kreme donuts. There's nothing like a fresh, glazed Krispy Kreme donut sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Donuts. <laughs> Just kidding, we're not. <laughs> um, but uh, he says, "Look, I want to say thanks for letting me do the ride along thing." Uh, and PC says, I was wrong. What you do, it matters as much, if not more than any job will ever be able to hold down. He says, I think it matters. I know it matters to Mike. I know it matters to some dumb kid. You're going to keep from killing all his friends in a car wreck when you pull him over for speeding and scare the crap out of him. And I'm guessing it matters in a million other subtle ways that I, with the subtlety of an elephant in an antique shop will never notice. Uh, and Doug says, if it wasn't me, it'd be someone else doing the job. And PC says, it is you, Doug. It's you. And it wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss that. To be perfectly honest, I should be so lucky to someday ride shotgun with you. And Doug says, I think that would be a mistake. Doug says, you're a daring original, PC. You have a talent for flying in the face of conventionality. And I think you were born to break the rules, not enforce them. And you know what? I admire that about you. I really do. Like, this was a nice moment between them, Sarah. I like it. I like that the path that Doug and Pacey have been on for the last few seasons. Um, I don't mind Doug. And I think that's nice that 
not like Pacey finally shows respect to what Doug does and who he is. And in turn, Doug says, I, I appreciate that you say that, but I think that you can do things that will greatly suit you in the future. So I thought it was a great moment amongst the brothers. A brotherly relationship is so complex. We can't understand. We're not brothers, but um, it it really truly is because there's a lot of there's jealousy and there's competitiveness and then mm. there's like all this stuff and it's nice to see these two guys kind of figuring their shit out. Yeah, Todd, I have a feeling that like even if Doug had felt this about PC for a long time, like it took him this long to say it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably like, I mean, Doug, Dougie's been kind of like a surrogate father figure to Pacey in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And Pacey has rebelled against the authority a lot. And so I think there is some weird, complicated things going on there. I think there may be some toxic masculinity oh, type yeah. thing yeah. and not being able to tell another guy, even your brother, that you love them or care about them, what you think about them. I think that's mm -hmm. definitely something that's that's playing into all of that. Uh, so yeah, I think that this is definitely not something that I mean, it's always, Doug didn't just think this. This isn't that just popped into his head. It's almost the exact opposite of what he had said before. Like whenever he is in the like heat of anger of no, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to like love anything as much as I love anything. You're going to do as well as I, and that was obviously just him being pissed off mm -hmm. and just lashing out. Uh, but here, I think this is closer to the true thing of what like I think Doug does recognize that Pacey is a. Uh, a free spirit of sorts and that Pacey does have great potential if he gets out of his own way. Mm -hmm. uh, but Doug's just never been able to get himself to say anything positive to Pacey because Pacey's never been able to get himself to say anything positive to Doug. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, it's, the door's finally open. Okay. Okay. Pacey's being nice to me. So I guess I can finally be nice to him. Yeah. It takes a lot for uh, them to finally get to this place, but it is nice to see because Pacey doesn't have a great familial support system. Like Gretchen is back now and he has her, but he's never had his dad or his brother really be there for him in a meaningful way. And so it is nice to see this between them. Um, and then we're back. Uh, we're at Leary's Fresh Fish because we can't go in a single episode without being there. Um, and Dawson is looking stuff up on his computer, trying to find Mr. Brooks. Uh, and he's having trouble. But Gretchen says, well, try try a different a different name. You know, try some letters in there. Um, and, uh, and so he starts, uh, he starts like typing in different, different options. Um, and eventually he does come up with a full list of movies that apparently Mr. Brooks has been involved in. It was just not under like Artie Brooks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Gretchen is the search engine queen. She knows how to she get the SEOs cheese. working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we're at Jack's, uh, house and there's Molly and Caroline just standing outside and, uh, Molly wanted to see Jack. She's some, sorry, I got you fired. Uh, then there's this whole like scene and Molly's crying. Molly really, well, Molly really made this moment about her, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The audacity of Molly to make this about her. Come on, Molly. Uh I mean, yeah, I mean, she just like stood there and listened to Wiener tell Jack that he's getting fired because that little girl let three goals go mm -hmm. by. I mean, how dare she make it about her? Yeah. She says, she if they said if I, I would have stopped more goals and then you wouldn't have been. I'm so sorry, Jack. 
And he says, look it, they disagree with who I am as a coach, not you as a player. They knew I was right about you. They just couldn't admit it. Uh, and Molly says, Caroline said it wasn't my fault. I couldn't believe her because I don't understand how anybody could fire you. Uh, and Jack <laughs> says, I'm confusing the people like Billy's dad, but we can't hate people because they're different. Yes, we can. Uh, we just have to try and forget about them. We, we can hate Wiener. Trust me. We can hate Wiener because he's wrong. Everything about him is wrong. Uh, but you're not hating because he's different. You're hating him because he's a jackass. Oh, yeah. I'm hating him because he's wrong and a homophobic person and also toxic masculinity and everything that's wrong with the world and the patriarchy. Yes. Um, so just, just wanted to like, like, make that clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not hating because he's different. Hating because he sucks. He's yeah. sucks. Um, And so Jack just gets the, like, oh, we have to go on being the best person that we could be. You know, Jack's great with kids. That's the moral of the story. Jack is great. Yeah. You know what? Um, Molly looked familiar to me throughout this whole thing, and then I just realized she's like a that Disney, she... Disney Channel original movie or something, right? Well, excuse me, she's in Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah, she's the friend of the kid. Yes, what's the brother's name? <laughs> the Dylan, Dylan. Of the kid nailed it. Uh, Is it Dylan? Yeah, it's a, I don't know. You said Dylan, I just agreed with you. Mm. Um, sounds right. I loved Lizzie McGuire. Hey now, hey now. This is what dreams are made of. Yeah. Uh, his name is not Dylan. It's Matt. <laughs> You're Dylan. Enough. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dylan. Dylan sounds right. Uh, so then Joey goes over to the Leary household, and Mitch is just like, listen, uh, if he's up there, tell him I know. And congrats. So cryptic. Uh, so she goes up there and they see Dawson and Pacey putting paint and other items into a trash bag. And then Jack comes climbing through. Uh, and he's, it's a bitch getting up here without a ladder. <laughs> Why did he just go through the fucking front door, Jack? What are you doing? You trying to hide from I don't know. Bitch can't know that they're connected, oh, man. Yeah, they're, it's not like they're friends or anything. And he would be coming over to say, hey. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so Joey's just like, and Jack says, what's she doing here? I thought we were supposed to be doing this alone. Uh, and then Joey's like, you did it, didn't you? Um, and so then they end up saying like, if we had wanted to do, this is what we would have done. Um, right. And so, yeah. So Jack would have swung by the Peskins after he met up with Yui. He would have left the paint he accidentally took home and Chester the dog with the necessary food and water, of course, tied up to a tree at a rendezvous point. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't just leave dogs tied up to trees. I am so yeah. angry. I'm like we I don't can't. we don't like the dog, the dog aspect of all I'm of this. still upset about it. That dog was so cute so mad i'll never get over it like imagine if the dog chied like was so terrified that it chewed through its leash that is not like you know unheard of and then what it, it goes and gets hit by a car congratulations you killed the dog oh oh Jess. i know this is so sad um pacey got to the storage facility when yui dropped off the keys and then dawson says when he got back to mr brooks's house pacey would have given me the code he would have had the mishmobile to tow the truck Back to the same rendezvous point, uh, he'd have the boat and the car with Chester and the paint. And Pacey could have asked Yui to drop him off near the rendezvous point. Uh, then he would have gathered up all the essential materials, taken the whole production into the pool at the gymnasium to finish off the job. And by 11, we'd be done. And everyone would be none the wiser. 
Uh, Jack says, the truth is Yui is, was, and will be the lone arch criminal behind it all. Well, I, for one, am glad to see this kid finally got what was coming to him for so long. And Joey says, karma. Yay. Yeah, again, two weeks suspension and probation. <laughs> Woo! Just like, yeah. They got him. They got Yui bad. Yeah. He'll never do anything wrong again. Because that yeah. karma caught up with him. That massive, massive punishment. Yeah, the question is, is Yui going to fight back and is this going to become a war? Or is he going to be like, yeah, respect. I think he like, respects this it. is karma. You think so? Yeah, I think his response with the brilliance of their design and the touche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing is like, okay, yeah, I I pulled the thing kind kind of like hoist by his own batard a little bit. The whole right. thing like him, like like turning him and Jen in, and then pinning it all on her. It's like okay, yeah, turnabout's fair play type thing. So yeah, yeah I, I think the the way he's acting in this episode at least is more of a okay, yeah, yeah, you got me. Yeah, fine. Yeah, um, I, I think so, too. I think Yui will, like, respect the move. Um, and then we end up in the middle of nowhere. And I love how they're like, we can't just throw this stuff away. We have to fucking Why are bury they it. Burying it. Why is this becoming a pretty little liars this episode? This is like we murdered like, something. Let's <laughs> bury this. Yeah. This is crazy. It's so stupid. Um, and uh, PC asks Dawson what he's thinking. And Dawson says, I'm thinking we pulled it off. And PC says, ah, I was thinking that something's been right tonight that hasn't been right for a long, long time. I just keep on forgetting why we're not still friends. Dawson says, you know it's not that simple. And PC says, of course not. Um, let me tell you, Dawson, when you told me you'd never be able to trust me again, that was probably among the top five worst moments of my life. And Dawson comes back with, well, when I walked out on my back porch and saw you and Joey, that was my worst number one with a bullet. And Pacey asks, do you think that someday I could convince you maybe I'm the type of person you could trust again? And Dawson says, I'd like to believe that it is. And, but PC says, I'm gonna, I gotta try. I'm not ready to give up on you. And Dawson says, well, if it doesn't work out, we can always just kill each other. I feel like they could have left out that last line. Yeah, that's a I mean, little. I can't believe they foreshadowed how the whole show ends right here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to spell it Sarah. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, spoilers, no spoilers. I did like this moment, but I also am kind of like, Dawson, can, like, how long does it take for you to get over this? You know, like, how many months has it been? Like, can we be done with this, Dawson? Can we, like, can you please just forgive PC, please? It was know. the worst moment of his entire life, Jess, so horrible. with a bullet. So a bullet. I mean, you can't just get over that. It's so dramatic. I did like the ending, though. I like that it ended up being Jack, Dawson, and Pacey. I like that they had, like, a three guys, like, band together and do something fun, Um, especially because it seems like Pacey and Dawson, after we saw them kind of have a moment at the end of um, last episode with Andy leaving. It's kind of nice to see them bond over something again, Sarah. So how many, yeah, absolutely. How many episodes do you think until they're maybe friends again? Like if you had to predict if they're going to be friends again, how many episodes does it take? Episode 15. Okay. We're not nine is next. So we have, you know, seven more episodes. Um, Sarah, what did you think of this overall episode? I uh, I think I enjoyed talking about it more than watching it. Uh, once again, I really liked how the boys banded together. Also, 
Um, but it was definitely not my favorite, but I also think that we needed kind of like a fluffy episode yeah. right after Andy leaving. That's fair. Todd was, was Dawson's Creek as good as you remembered it being? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I remember the episode. I remember enjoying this particular episode more than I did on this watch. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't dislike the episode, but I don't know if it's going in knowing what was going on. Because uh, it's one of the, like, yeah, I, on the rewatch, you see what they're setting up. Yeah. Also, it's like felt so heavy handed. It's also, it was also just like, again, like a weird experience to watch it. And there were, I just kept getting distracted. There are all these weird sound effects during the cuts to the, like the flashbacks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's still like zoom and <laughs> noises. I'm like, what the hell is going on? What yeah, am I watching? That's fair. Uh, but no, it was, it was fun to, to go back and see, see the characters again. Cause it'd been a long time. And uh, just like remembering how great the Jen and Jack friendship yes. is and seeing the interplay between them was really nice and just say again hearing Dawson and Pacey just spouting out this dialogue that has never come out of any high school student ever in the yeah. history of ever which is not a knock I mean most of my favorite shows have like the, these highly erudite teens like spouting references that no team would ever mm -hmm. say so you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of like the highly you know artificial speech yeah. patterns and these sort of things you know people complain about like uh, to me it's, it's half the fun of watching them so yeah it was fun to like to dive back in and remember why it was i enjoyed it. i think my biggest knock on it is it didn't give me anywhere near as many opportunities to make fun of dawson as i was yeah. hoping for I, uh, like dawson was like, surprisingly palatable this season so far so yeah, so it hasn't reached the mm. the lows of whenever I wrote the uh, the poem about wanting to kick him down the stairs. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be annoying uh, again I, very soon. So. Yeah, so I think my, my biggest point of the episode is like, mm. man, outside of making fun of people thinking that Dawson's a witty prankster, I can't really make fun of him a whole lot. And that's a little bit of a bummer, but... Uh... <laughs> amazing but at least I'll, i do want to say one last thing henry sucks i i wasn't around with henry but i just had to get out suck. the henry sucks a uh a note here a, yeah like uh, if you asked me like what i remembered about the show beforehand that would be like one of like five things i can tell you about the show that stuck with me because every time i see michael pitt in anything i'm just like oh it's henry <laughs> the fact that like, i remember watching hedwig and the angry inch which is an amazing movie but oh. he's in it, and it's just what like is, every time he he's the Hedwig. Up, he's a uh, Johnny Gnosis. He's like the uh, Hedwig's like ex lover, who's like the rock star that Hedwig is like chasing around. That's Henry. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that's like, like the worst thing for me. Like every time he's like, oh, why, why they have to have him in this? Because it's just like I yeah. love that movie, but every time he's on, I'm just like, oh, I Henry. love that soundtrack. Uh, it's it's an amazing amazing you know soundtrack, what's, what's your movie. favorite song from that from that oh it's so hard uh, uh like wig in a box is oh amazing. yeah wig in a box uh, is great i like origin of love origin of love is a really good one i really like uh, exquisite corpse is is a great one i, I love pretty much all the songs uh yeah uh sugar daddy is also just a uh amazing one just for like, the car wash of it all i know. saw it uh did I see? I think I saw it twice on Broadway when it was oh, last on. I'm, I, I got to see the Turing production. 
which was uh, amazing uh, with like no no big names in in that Turing production because it's basically just, like the, the the main the main person being Hedwig that wasn't like any any big Broadway names or anything like that. But yeah, it was great. I was I was so glad I got to see like a live production of it. Yeah, very good. I saw just say we're going. Who's Hedwig? I know the yeah, bird from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, not quite, not quite. I saw um, it with Darren Chris, and I saw it with Tay Diggs. That's oh the... wow. I know who both I of those people with. are. Look at that. There you go. There we go. Um, anyway, all right, let's go to a quick ad break and then we're going to get into some feedback that we have. So we will be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Okay, our first bit of feedback, of course, is coming from Temi. I'm going to play a voicemail we got from him. Hi, ladies. Principal Peskin in this episode, played by Harry Shearer, is from The Simpsons. Um, I looked at his Wikipedia page. I think he might be the most talented person who's been on the show so far. Just the whole show throughout its four-season uh, run. I mean, he plays um, Mr. Burns and Smithers on The Simpsons. He's Flanders and Reverend Lovejoy, and also Principal Skinner, in addition to probably some other characters. Um, the principal mentions Ag Agatha Christie's character, Detective Paul Ra, in the episode. Um, one of her famous books is Murder on the Orient Express, and I think the plot in this episode resembles the plot from that book. In the book, you have a series of people who are involved in the murder. And in this episode, Jack, Dawson, and Pacey were all involved in um, what I'm going to call a conspiracy. It can be hard to identify a conspiracy when there are multiple conspirators versus when you have just a single suspect. So I think there is some kind of... Um, confluence of stories at work there and in this episode we keep hearing the word karma but i don't think this was really karma it was more revenge mm -hmm. i have a question do you believe in karma and how would you define it just want to get mm. your thoughts on that and thanks it's a good point it is more like payback like payback's a bitch more than karma Think Tammy has yeah. a point. Do uh, Todd? Yeah. Do you believe in karma? Not particularly. I think you know. I think good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. Uh, I I don't think that there's necessarily mm -hmm. some sort of cosmic thing. Like, okay, if you do good things, good things are going to happen. To yeah. You. I think if that was the case, then that, that that's a kind of fallacy. That like, oh well, they're suffering because they've done something wrong. Right. And I just. I, uh, I don't really. Yeah, I that. think the only thing I would point to is like, if you do enough bad things to people, eventually someone's going to return the favor to you. <laughs> like not in like yeah. a karmic way, just in like a revenge type of way, like this situation. 
Oh yeah, no. I think that 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 idea of karma, where it's like okay, it's more of a man-made type yes. thing. Yes, that's definitely not like that, that can yeah, happen. Not philosophical, but yeah, yeah. In terms of like philosophical karma, yeah, not. Yeah. not what about you, Sarah? You believe in karma? Mm, not extremely. I'm a little. Um, You're a little suspicious. <sighs> Not yeah, I'm a little. I'm. I'm not. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. But <laughs> so if there. So for example, if I was at the Trader Joe's and I accidentally stole a candy bar, I go and I go back to the Trader Joe's and pay for my candy bar because I don't want Karma. that juju on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I accidentally stole a plant not long ago. You did. It was a complete um, accident because. Okay, hear mm-hmm. me out, Todd. Here's what happened. I was buying a plant and I was looking for – it was in its, like, nursery pot and I was looking for an actual, like, ceramic pot that would fit it. So I was looking – I plopped it in it to see if that would be the right size and then I just put it in my cart. And then I realized after when I was looking at my receipt, I'm like, oh, my God, she only ringed me out for the pot itself. She didn't take the plant out uh, and ring up the plant too. It was a Lowe's, yeah. so it's not like it was, like, a mom and pop, but I still feel kind of bad mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, but in my head, I would be like, oh, that plant is cursed. You know, it's bad vibes. Oh, no. But no, like, that's just, I think, I think honestly, it is my years and years of uh, shame and guilt from (laughs) that is uh, compounding me and the clergy. What, oh, yeah, yeah, that is something the court can of your yeah. church there is. So a, I think uh, out of everything else, I'm guided by my morals of like just extreme Jewish guilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's probably where it all stems down to. So I guess if we had to guess, I guess I am the closest person yeah. to believe in karma out of the three of yeah. us. I do want to say mm-hmm. on on the whole like murder on the Orient Express yeah. idea, uh, I didn't really thought about that. Uh, and I, th- I think the thing is, if that is a, a kind of inspiration, then the principal is even worse at his job <laughs> because he was going to be Poirot, and Poirot solved and and could tell there was a conspiracy. So that makes it even worse that the yeah. principal fell for it if, if mm-hmm. he didn't actually uh, if it is a murder on the Orient Express uh, type thing. So amazing. Uh, and of course, we got one other voicemail from someone you know, Todd, very well. Our friend Lindy left a voicemail. Let's hear it. Hi, Jess and Sarah and Todd. This is Lindy. Uh, I have a question for all of you. If you had to work at one of these Capeside jobs, which would you pick? Uh, So there's being a server at the Yacht Club where you have to deal with Drewy and Mrs. Valentine. Uh, Coaching a kid's soccer team where you have to deal with a bunch of homophobic and misogynistic parents. Working for Mr. Brooks, who constantly talks about how he, like, hates you and your photography and everything, but secretly has the same passion for filmmaking that you do. Or working at Leary's Fresh Fish, where for some reason you have to drive the owner's son around town. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Can't wait to hear the podcast. What a great question. Wow, th- thank you, Lindy. You know, I was almost going to say the Larry's Fresh Fish until I realized I would have to drive Dawson around. And that's <laughs> um, none of them sound all that appealing. I feel like I would pick yeah. the Yacht Club because, at the very least, like maybe you have a nice view. 
Like, Mr. Brooks is a crotchety old fuck. Like, maybe at the layout club, yeah. you can make a friend with, like, another waitress or something. Um, or Leary's Fresh Fish. I don't mind driving that much. So that sounds okay, too. I mean, our other options is the video store. Or well, that was not an the... option Lindy gave. That's an old option. That's true. I, that's true. As well as the local boat gas station. Oh, that's terrible because Rob was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I suppose that the video store is not in play. It's not. Lindy didn't I give would, us an option. Okay. All right. Then I would probably agree and say the Yacht Club. What about you, Todd? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think the, the Larry, Larry's Fish, honestly, might be the, the one that I would lean towards more just because Miss Valentine is a monster. She truly is. Uh, she was horrible to um, Andy. That's true. Yeah, and she wasn't much better to her, her son. Like she turned on her son in instant <laughs> in episodes. At first, she was like, "How dare you accuse my son of this thing?" And the instant the principal put out his cockamamie theory, I knew it. I should have known after the ferret incident last year, which I don't think we need to. I don't want to know what the ferret incident is. I think we can just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not interrogate what that could be. But no, she's like she's a monster. So I really wanted to work for her. Yeah, I think like the Mister Brooks thing, like maybe being able to like, oh, yeah. If I thought he could have some insight into Hollywood and I was a filmmaker, then maybe, but he's just too awful. So I think even though I don't like to drive and the thought of chauffeuring Dawson around is uh, not great, but that's just a very small part of the job, I feel. Uh, so probably uh, uh, the Leary Fish uh, is probably where I would land. Oh, we, none of us even like considered the kids' soccer. We just completely blew past like coaching kids' soccer, uh, which uh, understandably um, because <laughs> soccer and kids so you needless know, to say not, not yeah <laughs> not for me not i'd be in the oranges too sarah not for me no thank you no <laughs> thank you ma'am yeah i just want the orange duty that's yeah. it um would, be, would you be like pushing the kids down and taking their oranges uh, yeah yeah the, the job uh and sarah do you want to know what the next episode title is yeah of course season four episode nine kiss kiss bang bang Okay, if there's no kiss kisses or bang banging, then I'll be really <laughs> upset. How do you know they don't That's, need guns? I don't I don't think we're doing guns. I'm hoping we're doing some bang banging. <laughs> and there you have it. Um <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Todd. It's long overdue for you to be on the podcast. Um, tell us about what you have going on. You're busy lately, Todd. Yeah, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can also find me every week on one indescribable podcast, the uh, CXG Crazy Ex-Girlfriend podcast uh, with Adam and Lindy, all of us friends of the show now, uh, where we get together to talk about the late, great uh, CW show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is an amazing show. And we've had lots of great guests, including uh, Jess as our go-to season finale guest. Uh, and we're just getting ready to release the first episode of our season three coverage. So we are Ooh. halfway through the series now and the, uh, the home stretch is, I beginning. can't believe it. It's wild. So, yeah. And if you want to know more about that, you can check out the podcast, Twitter at one six G podcast. That's O N E C X G podcast. Uh, you can also find me twice a month on twitch.tv slash DM Philly uh, on a couple of Sundays a month, uh, rotating based on our schedules. We are playing Dungeons and Dragons based on Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time. Uh, it's actually like an old 
Dungeons and Dragons, like third edition Dungeons and Dragons. So it's very different. If you watch Critical Role and things like that, it's a very different system. It's also highly based on the Wheel of Time series of magic and things like that. So the rules are all different. Uh, we have a couple episodes out now you can find on the VOD or on a, a Philly's a YouTube stream. Uh, I play a guy who's uh, slowly losing his mind because of the magic he uses, which is a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's the main things I have going on right now. It's been so much fun to watch. Highly recommend checking that out. Even if you're not, I mean, I've seen the Wheel of Time show. I'm not familiar with the books. And I certainly have never played D&D uh, third, third point, or was it 3.5 edition or third edition? Um, yeah, it's like based on like an actual Wheel of Time, a, a version of D&D that I think was like specifically third yeah. edition. Not so I'm not familiar with that, but the storytelling is wonderful. The cast of characters is so much fun. I'm really enjoying it. So definitely highly recommend that. And of course, one indescribable podcast because duh, it's amazing. Uh, Sarah, what else do you have going on? Yeah, Jess and I have our weekly Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World coverage, of course, as well as we cover the flight attendant on post-show recaps. We're having a really good time covering the second season, so check us out there. So you can find us at uh, Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram over here and uh over on Posha recaps over there and then you can find me at sarah ferguson amazing uh we're taking um, the month of may off on uh community building but of course we're coming out with more wilds coverage season two is dropping very soon so check me out over on the wilds for on Posha recaps covering that with grace and ariel super excited loved that show when it first came out i'm really amped for season two to come out so um that'll be coming up shortly and of course you could follow me on twitter at the just sterling we will be back next Next week with another uh, podcast for you on Dawson's Creek. Thank you again, Todd, for coming on. This was so much fun. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's a uh, fun, fun to go back to the past. Yeah, nine, the '90s were a fun time. Like the fashion, the music, the references—it's all amazing. And I, I totally agree with you, Todd. Dawson's Creek is a very '90s show. Like it is, it lives in its time. Oh, so '90s. So '90s. <laughs> in the best way possible. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next Just time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.